Welcome back, everybody, to the Talk Shop, Season 6, Episode something. Five? We're at the point in the season four, where four? I've forgotten what episode. Four. Four. Yeah. Yes, okay. We'll go with that. Four. Episode four. Uh, I'm Tom, joined today by... Corey. I'm... Sam. Just had to take up all the attention in the room on your intro, huh? Soaking it up. Soaking it up. Unbelievable. Gotta get that spotlight. I like to, I like to shine. I'm a peacock. <laughs> I was made to shine. <laughs> well, we're a little bit late on this one, but it's not too bad. You know, we've done yeah, worse. Uh, holiday weekend, everybody just yeah. take a chill pill. Just relax. We wanted to enjoy our fourth. Yeah, we're quit not messaging add. us nonstop, you yeah, millions it's of true. people. The phones are ringing off the hook. <laughs> My email Talk has Shop not HQ. stopped. Where is it? Where's the new episode? Just let it be. Crowds let it people. be. You guys need to find hobbies. You're just too obsessed with this podcast. Give us a break. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, how well, first of all, how was everybody's fourth? It was very good. I got very drunk. <laughs> uh, mine was not very good. I spent uh, the night of it in the ER with my wife. So. Damn. That doesn't sound good. Well, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, let me go into deep, deep detail about her medical history. Uh, That's probably ill-advised because of medical... Oh, he was being sarcastic. I thought thought he was actually going to do it. I thought he had the fault the the chart right in front of him. (laughs) Well, Tom, how about you? No, mine was... You know what? You were there. I'm not asking for me. (laughs) It's a show. (laughs) All right, no, it was it was shitty because you were there. True, it was awful. I hated it every second of it. All right, it was that so hard? Thank you. <laughs> the people need to know. Did you guys do fireworks no, or what did you do? Obviously, you were drinking. Uh, yeah, Corey uh, picked up some, you know, classic uh, Walmart, like, like the Target or, boxed fireworks. Yeah. yeah, 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 like the fountains and stuff. We did a little a little display, and then we just kind of hung out in the backyard and watched neighbors launch fireworks too. True, it was a good time. That's a Nice. Man, you can yeah. go, you can buy like the big ones, and it's not even that hard to do. But they're, they're spooky, dude. Have you seen like what those do to people when they fuck it up? It's bad. I don't know. Yeah. I've always been, I'm kind of spooked to do like the bigger ones. I mean, they're basically explosives, you know? Mm-hmm. They're literally explosives, actually. But like the mortars and stuff, the, those <clears> are no <throat> joke. If you're anywhere near yeah. those when those go off, you could seriously mess yourself up. Maybe the fact so, that it's called a mortar should clue people in <laughs> to the danger level. Probably a good indicator. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, uh, when I was a lad, uh, actually, Sam, you might have been there for this. I'm not sure if this is, you might recall this or not. Did you and my brother go to the gas station out by where I used to live in the country? Yes. And ask to see, where's the good stuff? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought that <laughs> yes. was it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that is a real... And actually, um, I was just trying to figure out a new place because I was actually thinking about that. Because, um, yeah, me and your brother, we went to Four Corners. And back in the day, there was like the front fireworks. And if you asked the guy, you were just like, hey, can we see, you know, the real fireworks? They would take you like on this little walk to the back. And uh, there was a big semi truck full of like really like the big fireworks. 
and uh, <laughs> we, we definitely brought him out. You had a place out in the country back then, and we blew up, I think, G.I. Joes and stuff like that, or Army Men or something. Army Men was the go-to for yeah. my family. That was a tradition. You set up little... Each, you could, you picked your side, and then you, we divvied up the fireworks, and then you basically kind of, it was like a little, it was like Warhammer 40k, but with fireworks. <laughs> you just kind of like angled them and see how many casualties you get. <clears throat> Sounds good. cool. Oh, was it like split into teams? You'd like yeah, shoot at yep. each other? Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. That sounds fun. It was fun. an actual game. Yeah. Pretty fun. Me and my old man used to do that all the time. Firework safety. Be careful. Do it with your kids. There. I know we're past the fourth. Encourage but, you know. your children to buy illegal fireworks. And then light them and hold them in their hands. Yes. In 11 True. months and 7 days, be safe. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yes. Smokey the Bear would be proud of us. All right, I, well, I was, uh, was kind of waiting for the country to burn down because it's been so hot and dry everywhere. Like, I yeah. don't know if you know this, there's like a drought in 45% of the country. Yeah, yeah I was just it's waiting definitely for us to go hot off of Australia. Here. <laughs> just, just go up. Oh my God. Did, did you smoke. see? This was like a couple months ago. Did you see any like pictures or videos or anything from like the mice, the mouse epidemic in Australia? No. It was cr- There were literally like, there was like dash cams, people's footage of just driving down the highway. And there's no road. It's just mice. There's just billions of mice. <laughs> They're everywhere. Okay. Hold on a second here. <laughs> what causes this? Is I don't it know. The fires? Like I have no the idea. The habitat got shifted, so now mice are just roaming. I, I couldn't tell you. I think it's just Australia, and I think God just spins like a wheel of fortune wheel, and every ten years he sends a plague of that animal. The trees to were Australia. the only. The trees were the only thing protecting them from. The <laughs> I there's like I saw another one. There's like a dude. Um, it was like a farmer, you know, like they have the big silos with corn and shit in them. And they have this, I don't know what to call it, but it's basically like a, like a release valve kind of thing at the bottom where you can like open up a hatch on the side of the silo. And he opens, this guy walks up, he opens up a hatch and it was like water pouring out, but it was just mice. There's just billions of mice everywhere. The whole country was what? fucked. The... I don't know. I don't know if it's still a problem, but I don't know if I'm the only one who heard of that. It was wild. That is wild. Australia, get your stuff, your shit together. Just buy some mouse traps. It's easy. Go down to your local, uh, you know. Oh, it's still a thing. Drugstore. Three days ago on BBC, how farmers are fighting back. So yeah, there's. there's <laughs> well, they lost a war to emus, <laughs> That's so true. I'm not confident that they're gonna win against yeah. mice. The picture of a guy with a flamethrower and a cigar. <laughs> 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 He's just torching uh. thousands of mice. My God. I, I wouldn't move. That's pretty low on the list of places I would move to if I was going to move. So Australia is a no-go. I don't even want to visit Australia. Yeah, it's not happening. New Zealand, sure. Hell yeah. Australia, yeah. no, no way. <laughs> not Australia. Yeah, pass. But it is a big country where dreams stay with you. This is what the tourism board wants you to think. Oh. All right. Let's uh, bust our way down some of these topics here. Yeah, so we've been tracking topics. Funny enough, over the past uh, couple of weeks, even though we didn't record an episode, we've been keeping up on uh, things we want to talk about. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and preface, a lot of this is probably going to be video game related. Sure. I think that's fair to say. Let me... Or I'll jump in with a non-video game one first. This this is a short one. I was watching. I was on Twitch. I was going to watch a stream. I get an ad. It's a, it's a, like a government PSA about 
train crossings and like train safety like don't try to beat the train whatever right and i'm like i'm watching this and it's like the super high production value there's like it's like a, one of the dramatic psas right it's like this is what will happen and there's like this crazy like cg like a uh like a train just like absolutely obliterating some car with people inside it's don't do the, you know like the scared straight thing i'm like yeah how many times does this happen like is this like do people need to be reminded about this is this like 11 people a year get hit by a train and it's like now everybody has to see an ad every day i google this does anyone have a want to make a guess about how many times per year there's a train car collision in the united states uh four thousand okay tom uh four thousand sounds like an awful lot 1500 5800 what the oh, wow. f- in america How? a train hits a car about every 90 minutes <laughs> it's wow. crazy that's unbelievable what's happening i know um i worked with uh with a girl whose husband was a conductor uh-huh and uh it's common enough that they kill somebody that like it's built into the contract that if uh somebody driving a train accidentally kills a person they get like a couple months off I mean, yeah, it's not unreasonable. They get, like, free therapy and they get a couple months off. Here's the crazy part. Included in these stats, in the the nighttime, half of the accidents are trains running, or are cars running into moving trains and not the other way around. They're driving into a train crossing track? Yes, they're crossing, they're, they're driving over a crossing that has a train there already moving. They just drive into the train. That's half of the accidents at night. How does that even happen? Even more shocking, that's one quarter of the accidents during the day. <laughs> one out of is four people driving into a yes, train that's moving. One out of four daytime, which is that that so that still happens like four or five times a day. I think I, I, I that's just napkin math or in my in my head math. It's close. Like four or five times a day, a car in America drives into a train instead of the other way around. <laughs> What the hell? This is, I don't know, I had to put that in. That's crazy to me. I can't believe there, this. Uh, so now I need like a heat map. Like, where is this happening the most? I don't know. And I don't know, maybe this is out like, uh, maybe there's a bunch of like really shittily marked crossings that don't have like arms and bells and lights and stuff. Like, maybe it's just like literally the middle of nowhere and there's just like some railroad tracks and that's it. Maybe that's a thing. But even still, I don't know. I don't have no idea how this happens. Well, because we, I mean, I guess I don't live there anymore, but we we're all from like a railroad town, basically. Y- yes. There's a lot of railways. And I can't recall for the life of me any time someone being struck by a train. Maybe like once every once in a while and it makes like the paper and stuff. But there's mm-hmm. rail crossings everywhere in Superior. That's a good point. Yeah, it doesn't happen here. Yeah, that's a good point. It has it has to be in these like a bunch of shitty railroad crossings or something. Weird. This is a drinking town too. A drinking town full of railroad crossings, and nobody gets and hit by still, tra- yeah, still people <laughs> manage to get home. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Look at us. We're like the PSA podcast now. Fireworks and uh, and mice and <laughs> true. Uh, freaking railroad crossings. Be careful out there, people. The world wants you dead. I can't. But sixteen a day. I can't believe that. That's a real. That number. actually. That sounds fake. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds completely fake. Uh, that's all I got for that. All right. Um, let's see. 
I'm going way back, way back in the the old uh, talk shop vault to find topics here. Here's a good one. I hate Reddit. I hate it. Yeah. Reddit is garbage. True. I, it, it's every new and good subreddit that I sub to where I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty entertaining. Eventually becomes complete trash. Yeah. There's no avoiding. There's, there's like a there's critical like, mass where it just, the degeneration there's like begins. The, there's the base tumor of the main subreddits. And then the cancer just moves outwhere from there. Out like it just spreads to all the other subs and just makes them garbage. And when I scroll through comments where a lot of the entertainment value is in Reddit, if you find the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like usually the top comment is something very cheeky or very funny, or, you know. Uh, sometimes it's a retarded pun, which I hate. I hate the pun chains. Stop it. Stop it with the fucking puns, True, okay? Yeah. They're not it funny. Nobody bannable. thinks they're funny. Kill yourself if you make puns. Just do it. <laughs> uh, but now it's all, like, every almost every thread, even on, like, technical subs that I'm s- subscribed to, where it's, like, about, like, guitar pedals. It's just salty Europeans and communist apologists. And also stupid kids. That's like what makes up Reddit now. That's like the pie chart. It's like a 33% each of those categories. I agree. I hate Reddit, dude. But the problem is, I don't know. Like if you're, if you're interested in a thing, like a hobby or a sport or like a TV show or whatever, like where else on the internet do you go if you want to like see news and what are like stuff about that thing? It's like the only place. Yeah. <laughs> unless I mean, you, unless you join like a Facebook group or something, but there's yeah, no yeah. way. That's even yeah, worse. I get, yeah. I get like, it's been like a lot of the subs have been like a very valuable source of information, you know, and you learn a lot just like having like people discussing various topics regarding whatever hobby you're into or whatever. Mm-hmm. But inevitably there's always it, this stuff always leaks into it where it's like somehow things just turn. I don't know if it's just strictly political or just stupid like just people are just insufferable completely in a lot of these subreddits i just i don't understand like i like for example there was a i'm on a sub to this uh diy uh guitar pedal subreddit where basically people just build their own guitar pedals right mm-hmm. um one person made a guitar pedal with the hammer and sickle on it you know the classic uh, Soviet Union sure. flag mm-hmm. symbol and people were like hey man you know that that regime was responsible for millions of deaths and then it was just like a torrent of downvote I like sorted by <laughs> controversial on this just downvotes and people saying like just like apologizing for communist Russia I don't understand what your problem is like it's historical fact at this point like there's no denying this stuff one more related to that. Um, history porn. Our history porn. There is a picture of um, young Stalin, right? Like when he was uh, mm. probably like 20-something. Yep. <laughs> the top comment is like, Is it bad if I think he's kind of cute? XD Lamau? <laughs> I kind of want to blow like, Stalin. That has like a quadrillion upvotes. 
And then I go to the the most downvoted comment, which is like minus 2.4k downvotes or whatever. And it's someone saying <laughs> it was uh I'm glad he's dead. It should have come sooner. I hope he's burning in hell now. <laughs> and that was the most downvoted comment. It's like <laughs> I can't in my brain like make this make any sense to me. The guy's a monster. But nobody and you're wants to hear- <laughs> no, never mind. Like what the fuck is wrong with people? I don't understand. Like it's just like a mental deficiency? Like I don't you don't have to you don't have to downvote that comment. You don't you can you cannot upvote it. That's fine. But to downvote it into like complete oblivion? Go fuck yourself. Like what is your problem? Actually. I don't know. It really pisses me off. I fucking hate Reddit. And I don't know why I'm on it. Every day I ask myself the same question. Why am I on this fucking degenerate trash website? True. But I still continue to be there, and I don't know why. Sam, what do you got? Yeah, you've been awful quiet, buddy. I like Reddit. (laughs) I was letting you guys talk about this. This was a... I'm I'm trying a new thing where I don't try to talk over you guys if you're talking about something that is... Uh, you guys feel strongly about that doesn't particularly register with me. I'm trying to let you guys share your opinion. I uh, did someone cyber bully you into that? <laughs> no, I uh, I don't. I so I used to have a job where I was on Reddit like probably a total of like six hours a day, mm-hmm. and uh, that it was a while ago. And now I'm I'm really I go days without even logging on to it. Um, generally speaking, I only go there now for very specific discussions on things that. Um, I want to talk about and usually it's not even very interesting like uh, let's say a movie comes out and I'm like man I kind of like that I wonder how other people liked it I'll go and I'll like go look up the discussion for it and sometimes there's some really cool interpretations of things that I wouldn't have thought of um, I really like the writing subreddits where people share their writing and, and critique it it's a good learning resource um, but I don't I guess I don't spend as much time in the comments like just looking at the general back and forth as you guys do. Um, I still think it's probably as good of a place as any to have fun on the internet. Sorry. There's one why, sub- this is why I didn't say much. Sure. I, I like Reddit. I don't There's have There's one subreddit that I think <laughs> is the worst one, and it is Picks. Picks is degenerate. Our yeah. Picks. Okay. Any this sh- of the default subreddits are just stay away it from It should them. be a knockout, easy win, this is where you post high quality, high resolution pictures of cool stuff. Okay? That's it. The internet is chock full of them. They're everywhere. Okay? You can't go a day on the internet without tripping over like a picture that somebody 50 years ago might have seen like once a year or something. Like, it's crazy. But you go on our pics and it's literally like, hey, I'm recovering in the hospital. Hey, here's a picture of a sign that I saw. Or, like, any time it is, like, a cool landscape or, like, some architecture or, like, uh, I don't know, like, a nice portrait, like, an actual real picture of something that might actually be cool. It's always, like, the most, <laughs> it's like the Hank Hill, like, do I look like I know what a JPEG is? It's, like, the most, like, cropped, compressed. <laughs> it's been saved and re-uploaded, like, 79 times, and it's, like, 400 pixels wide. It looks like shit. Oh, my God. It's so bad. That that subreddit has, like, the worst, it has, it has the worst moderation I've ever seen. It's also, so terrible. yeah, not to mention during, like, election season on that. 
Oh yeah, uh, just subreddit. like political comics just, on the pics. Like, what the fuck? Are, it's not a picture. <laughs> Hell. Fuck off with this yeah. stuff. Pa- the- I want to see like Yosemite in the afternoon. I don't want to see like a picture of Trump looking like a retard. Like I got plenty of that on the note, the news. The most egregious like, ones it. are pictures of signs. Like a picture of like someone with a sign at a protest or like a lawn sign or like a sign in front of a restaurant. They're just everywhere. <laughs> it's like a quarter of the content or billboards. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, I'm done. All right. Yeah, we can probably move on from this. Uh, Sam, what's, what do you got? What, what's, what's been uh, in your, stuck in your craw, friend? Like what's been bothering me? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Oh. Was just a, I was going to say. It was I'm, just a segue. Uh, I saw something amazing today. Maybe I'm in a good mood. Maybe I just don't feel like being negative because I think that we are in a wonderful place at this time of year. It's summer. Love is clearly in the air. I witnessed the birth of the greatest romance of our generation oh, today. Oh, I'm excited to hear this one. I saw um, the prompts. Yeah, this was, this was crazy. Like, haters going to say it's fake, but I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe my brain dramatizes things, or maybe I just pay attention. I don't know. I think these things are happening around us all the time. But in any case, all I could do was, was fall to my knees and weep in the beauty of what I saw today. I, I was in the gas station with my daughter uh, getting baking supplies for my wife. Um, she just needed some sugar. And I happened, when I was walking in, I was behind these two. They looked like around my age, maybe a little bit older. Uh, obviously, like, very, like, they both really stayed in shape. Um, you know, like, fit. Uh, tattoos. They looked kind of cut from the same cloth, and they happened to bump into each other. And I saw them do like the like the perfect like meet cute from a romance movie. We're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness, so clumsy. You know that kind of thing. And uh, so right away, I was in. You know, life is a TV show. I'm like, I want to see these kids make it. <laughs> I want to see what happens to this. And uh, they're doing their usual introductions. I'm walking around. You know, sugar is one of those things that you don't know exactly where it is in a gas station, right? Uh, sure. You know that it's there, but you know. So you're wandering around the aisles. Yeah. When suddenly I hear. Um, from them, <laughs> the, the words that caught my ear were, yeah, and Fauci's next move is definitely going to be to murder anybody who doesn't agree with him. And so at that point, I'm extra in. <laughs> oh, what? And these two are just vibing off of each other hard on the QAnon, like the QAnon conspiracy. Mm. Like they, so I don't know, like if they sensed it on each other or if like, that's just how QAnon people like. Like I don't know if they 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 um they witness have to like gas like stations Christians I don't so know the government doesn't get them I don't know but somehow they both realized that they were big into QAnon and they were like getting into it and they're right next to the entrance and they they start out kind of quiet and they're getting louder and louder the more I walk around you know they're they're going through all of it PizzaGate uh, Biden isn't really president Trump a uh, Trump clones are coming and like there's secret government everywhere and like microchips in the vaccines all that stuff. And, Excellent. All right. <laughs> Ticket like, all the boxes. God. <coughs> and uh and they were they were like clearly like they were both very into it and they were both very excited, you know, they you know when you find somebody that's really into something you're into like if Corey you found somebody that suddenly was like really into F1 out in public, you'd be Hell yeah. you know, They had like that kind of look on them. They were they were obviously very happy to have met and found each other. Uh so they were still talking when I left, but the cream on top of all of it was when I walked out in the parking lot, I happened to see right next to the entrance, there was a car with a giant, like, very prominent, like, flat earth bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And so I looked around, and on the other side of the parking lot, not next to each other, I kid you not, was another 
giant different oh my God. flat earth bumper sticker. Wow. That's amazing. So these wait, two wait, lost wait, 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 wait. I don't understand. Is is the joke like that you think the earth isn't flat? <laughs> you don't think the earth is flat? No, the joke is love finds a way. Yeah, of course. Well, because the earth is flat. Everything is... <laughs> Attracted to <laughs> these kids. I, I hope they make it, man. I hope that they, you know, disappeared into the woods and built a little shack out of tin foil. They're gonna have a great <laughs> it's life. It's gonna, gonna be the next Waco out wherever they're gonna they be, you know, boards <laughs> up on the wall with the string and the papers for the conspiracy. They'll raise a couple cute little unabombers. Yeah, the- everybody loves a love story, Sam. I yeah, they're gonna dude, live was- on a compound in <laughs> South Range. Yeah. Uh, fucking deer. And I was there. I was there. I saw them. Uh, I saw them bump into each other. That's guess, funny. Have we? Not to like change the subject radically. That is hilarious, by the way, Sam. The fact that these people did they they find each other. It's amazing. In gas stations, it turns out <laughs> that's the uh, mating point. Um, speaking of Waco deer fuckers, uh, did we ever talk about the South Range? The South Range guy. I don't know if we have. I'll say no. I, we haven't really discussed South Range too much on here. Okay. Well, you're, okay. you're going to want to explain <laughs> for South everybody Range as a concept. Yeah. South Range is a tiny, tiny little town in the middle of the woods, like the backwoods of Wisconsin, outside of Superior, where we all grew <laughs> up. Right, Sam? Did you grow up in Superior? Or did you grow up in Cloquet? I actually don't know. Um, I moved to Superior when I was tw- uh, twelve, going on thirteen. And I graduated from Cloquet, but I spent most of my... Actually, wasn't too far from where you lived. Really? Um, down there in the country of Superior. Not far from oh, Four I, Corners, actually. I actually didn't know that. Look, at we learning, we're learning today on this podcast. Um, there's a notorious uh, <laughs> fellow from the South Range area in the middle of the woods in Wisconsin. Superior's who, ball slasher, if you will. I think we did talk about the ball slash. Yeah, we have. Sure. Yeah, was, okay. yeah, we did Go talk ahead. about that. Okay. <clears throat> the South Range guy, I got, I, I, you know, I really wish Fireside Tom was here because he knows the story much better than I do. Yep. I'm trying to remember the exact order of operations here. Uh, he, this guy, was arrested for, I think, <coughs> banging a horse. I think was it was bestiality. I related. believe that is correct, yeah. I think it was initially a horse, right? So he gets, you know, some jail time for fucking a horse. Um then he was released, right? So it's like been I don't know. I don't know what a bestiality charge is. Does anybody know what that is? Who the fuck would know that? Well, like the sentences? Yeah. I have no like, idea. I'm sure it was either several months or maybe a year, I don't know. The guy's released, and immediately after that, like, literally, I think it was, like, the same day or, like, the day after he was released, he was arrested again for fucking a dead deer on the side of the road. (laughs) Is that illegal? (laughs) I guess so. That's actually a good question. Is that illegal? Um, Well, probably the, the being in public is. Yeah, like public indecency or something like at the very minute probably i'm sure there's like bestiality i mean it's like you know it's backwards wisconsin i'm sure they have like some kind of bestiality laws to prevent people from just banging does that i mean not to be morbid does that only apply to living animals 
I don't know. This is all. That's stuff a I good don't know. question, like, actually. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm from, or at least spent a lot of my uh, growing up years. You les- that's what Southridge does to people. Okay, you got out of there just in time. Yeah, it, one more year, man. <laughs> that's Who knows what would have happened? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that's an aside. Um, what else we got going oh, on? Oh, speaking here? of uh, uh, sex perverts, Bill Cosby right. got released. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, okay, you were explaining this to me over the fourth. Yeah, because I actually didn't know any of the details. It's about actually this. fucked. It's really unfortunate because. Bill Cosby should rot in prison, but he's not going to because of how badly the state fucked up. So here's how it worked. So the way the law works, so you have a Fifth Amendment right. You can not testify against yourself, and the state can't compel you to testify against yourself, right? Well, the way it works, what prosecutors can do, they can enter an agreement with you to not prosecute you regarding a matter. And if you agree to that, the state can't prosecute can't prosecute you on that matter anymore. But now you don't have a Fifth Amendment right regarding that matter anymore. So you can be subpoenaed to testify against yourself if the state thinks it might help them in another case. Uh, and you have to testify against yourself or go to jail. Um, because you can't incriminate yourself because you can't be prosecuted. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's what the state of, or the county, however the fuck it works, uh, in California, that's what they did to Bill Cosby in 2005 um, to help. I forget what her name was. Uh, the the woman that was that was suing him uh, in civil court. Uh, he he signed uh, a, a non prosecution agreement with the prosecutor, and then he was subpoenaed to to testify in a deposition regarding the civil case. Uh, and then that's where he admitted, uh, like that he uh, like drugged women for sex and whatever all the all the fucked up shit that Bill Cosby did. Right? That's why we know about it because he admitted to it in a deposition in 2005. Well, when all the Me Too stuff started happening, uh, and people were like digging up the transcripts from this deposition that happened like 15 years ago or 20 years ago almost, um, <laughs> the state just ignored the non-prosecution agreement. They they took all of the stuff that he testified to because he didn't have a Fifth Amendment right and he was compelled to testify, and they just used that as evidence for a criminal trial <laughs> and went to court and put him in jail. That's a problem. <laughs> it was never, ever going to stick. I have no idea why they did Well, they just did it for like an easy win, I guess. It was never going to stick. For headlines, I'm sure. I guess. Like, I have no idea. It's crazy. I don't know how you can just do that to someone. Like it's the mission up. accomplished banner. Yeah. That's <laughs> really weird. Yeah, that is fucked. That is. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> they just Talk did about it anyways. fumbling at the goal line. Oh my like, God. Holy fuck. And because that was the only. It was like. Oh, you know, Bill Cosby had like a million accusers. But the only one that there was any evidence for was that one woman, because that was the one thing that he testified to, you know, however long ago. So, like, that's the only one they prosecuted him for. And so, like, that one got tossed out, and so he's just home free. God damn. He's chilling. Jesus. Oi. All right, how about video games? 
Okay, you want to jump straight into it? There's a couple other topics I'm seeing in the, the chat if you guys want to jump on that first before we do that. Otherwise, we can... I think we should probably try to lightning round the video games again. Sure. Just, <clears throat> well, there's I just one... Want to quickly say, I just want to quickly say uh, Mark Hoppus has cancer, and he'll oh, never hear yes. this, but wishing for a quick recovery. Anybody... Uh, Probably anybody who's ever wanted to be in a garage band at least knows who Mark Hoppus and Blink-182 is. Mm -hmm. It'd be really stupid yeah. not to say that they didn't impact you in some way, even if you don't necessarily love their music or were sick of their like uh, shenanigans and immature tomfoolery. There's no way to pretend like they didn't have a massive impact on music uh, for kids that grew up wanting to go and tour the world playing dumb songs about girls breaking up with them. Um, I play bass because of Mark Hoppus, so... Uh, I really do hope that he gets better. I'm sad to see it. And I hope that he recovers and writes just a kick-ass album about the experience. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know how it, like, for folks younger than us, it's probably not going to be super relatable. But uh, I'd say, you know, my age, our age, me and Corey's age and above, you at least had some kind of like at least childhood or like teenage experience with Blink One Eighty Two. Like they were popular during that time span, right? Mm hmm. Sure. Um. And you can't deny like the popularity. You can't deny the success of the band. Like you can say whatever you want about like the type of music. I enjoy it. I love that. I love early Blink. I love all that stuff. I like uh, even when they like started going like their autistic stuff. Are autistic. Artistic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not autistic. <laughs> uh, I thought you said you liked uh, it. Like the, the self-titled album. That's a fantastic album, and I would actually still stand by that to this day. I think that's a magnificent album. Oh, yeah, album. same. Don't, don't think for a second like, I'm hating like, on... It even it transcends pop punk. Like yep. I think that's a fantastic album. And, uh, you know, like, it's just those those times when like you realize that everybody's aging along with you and these things kind of come and hit some people you're really fond of and it's a huge bummer uh, yeah so I'm you know I, I'm hoping I'm pulling for Mark I hope he gets uh, you know everything comes together for him cancer's a real shitty thing True. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that uh, so yeah yeah, I, we need more. Uh, we need more of that era. I think now than ever. That kind yeah, of, I'm, I'm uh, really happy irreverence. to see it. I really love this thing that's happening where uh, SoundCloud rappers who wanted to be pop punk stars in the first place are getting found by Travis Barker and getting produced. Uh, this resurgence in pop punk that's kind of starting to happen. If it wants to come back around, probably like '80s music did in the early thousands, like when everybody got into that. If we're gonna have that kind of resurgence, except I'm on the nostalgic side of it now. I am completely down for it. There was that Machine Gun Kelly album that I finally listened to recently. That was really good. It was actually really yeah. good. Yeah, it was on the new, er, sorry, not the new, the re-release of Tony Hawk 1 and 2, oh. like a few tracks of that album. I didn't know that. There. And it was, and I was, well, I was playing the game and I heard a song and I was like, oh, I don't recognize this from the original soundtrack, but it sounds like it fits perfectly. And then a little blurb thing popped up like that with the artist name and everything, and it was Machine Gun Kelly, and it was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so that's a glitch. Yeah, we had a really right. conversation in, about it in the, uh, if you haven't listened to it, like many people didn't, <laughs> in the uh, Megasode. I think that was our second best album of the year, actually. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, here's another recommendation. Check it out. It's yep. really good. What's it called again? Uh, uh, welcome remember. to my downfall. Yep. That's yeah. It. That's it. That's it. Yeah. He has it's, like a pink uh, guitar on the cover, right? It's just him sitting on a it's wall. Like, it's sitting. It's I think empty, he's in a pool. pool. Yeah. Yeah. It's an empty pool. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I was poised to hate Machine Gun Kelly. Like, Machine Gun Kelly is everything that I don't like about humanity. Uh, and I still really <laughs> liked the album. So, <laughs> he won me over. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else is on the old uh, topic? <laughs> All right. Let, well, how about we burn through some of this video game stuff? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. So, the, the Steam Summer Sale was recently, uh, I think it was like the past two weeks, if I'm not wrong. Uh, uh, yeah. So yep. This is probably and Corey, you had the same experience. I think we talked about this, but um, I haven't participated in one in a while. There hasn't been anything that really pulled me in or made me want to spend any money, any amount of money on anything. This time around, I picked up a few games that I've been kind of eyeing, but then just waiting for them to become completely dirt cheap. Uh, they got a few to highlight. I don't know if the same's true for everybody else. There's one game that we'll probably dive a little bit more in depth on uh, that I actually just started playing yesterday on Sam's recommendation. Uh, but uh, I guess I'll kick things off with a couple of quick ones here. Uh, first, State of Decay 2. Has anybody else played this besides me? I have not. I haven't. No, I don't. I think I've seen ads for it. It's a zombie game, right? Yep, it's a zombie game. And I don't know. The zombies came and went, and they were real potent for a while there. Like, there was hundreds of zombie games for a hot minute there, or TV shows or literature or, you know, anything like what would you do during a zombie apocalypse? How would you prepare prepare for a zombie apocalypse? Like all that bullshit on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came and went. They've been kind of out of the uh, zeitgeist, I guess, for a while. Um, so I think these games kind of flew under the radar because of that. Um, State of Decay 2, I think, is actually a very good game. I put many hours into it. It's like a kind of a community management simulator light but also survival open world exploration and objective based game i don't know if that makes it any clearer but um it's a good time i actually i was surprised because i was ready for like a, just a generic shitty another zombie game but i actually found myself playing it a lot uh, especially early on in this this kind of summer sale era, I like beat it. I think four times. Holy moly! Uh, that's it, not that doesn't take a whole lot, honestly. Okay. Um, and it sounds like a lot. The first time takes a while, but then every time you beat it, you get like boons for your next playthrough. It's kind of like a new game plus system almost. Okay. Uh, which makes things significantly easier on your next playthrough so it's it's easy to kind of snowball through it i like that new game plus <clears throat> is becoming a thing because like a lot of times you think about a game that you really enjoyed playing and you, you want to go back to and try playing again and then i can just like think about the game and i'm tired of it already and i don't want to do it because like you just think of like well, the grind the beginning of it yeah, yeah you think of yep. like every not every game most games have like grindy stuff that when you're doing it the first time, it's like a tutorial or a whatever, like, kind of thing that's just normal. But when you go back to it, you're like, fucking kill I can't do this. 
So the That's new game plus Borderlands is sick. two for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. The beginning of Borderlands two is so fucking slow. It doesn't pick up till like so much later, and it does get very good. But goddamn, is that first chunk completely awful? And like, even thinking about replaying it now actually makes me like sick. Good example. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a great game. Anybody else got something they want to? Shout out. Um, I picked up uh, I picked up Breath Edge. That's cool. That's like space Subnautica. Like you cool. go around in space. Uh, you have like limited oxygen, so like you go out as far as you can. You like find supplies and stuff. You go back to your base. You craft what you can. You go out further, a little bit further every time. It's cool. Um, I also picked up RimWorld. With <laughs> that game, is it's like a colony simulator game. Um. It's. I think we talked about some. Did we talk about on the podcast? Did we talk about RimWorld before, Sam? Yeah, we've talked about a little bit. I. uh, It was. It was part of a last maybe two summer sales ago. I picked up like Europa, Univalis, Four, RimWorld, all these really deep in depth games. And uh, ironically enough, it was when I realized that I was spending so much time learning how to play like Hearts of Iron Four, all those kinds. I bought all those like at the. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was spending more time learning how to play those games that I could be putting into like, I don't know. I could like actually learn something about medical science or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, dude, the RimWorld and Europa is another good example. Like those games, uh, I wish uh, Europa specifically. I wish I was really into that type of game because I have at least one person in my friends list with like 2000 hours in Europe before. <laughs> and it's like the people who like those games really like those games. And it's like, damn, like I wish like I could be entertained with just one game and only play it and be like that into it. That'd be pretty sick. And not how so not- I have a nephew um, who's literally like a little genius. Like it's crazy. Like he's 12 and for fun, he studies not just maps, like not just geography, but like the history of maps. Uh, he okay. got really into politics. He's a he's one of Trump's youth. He just is. He loves Donald Trump. He lo- he he loves him like a god king. Um, but because of that, he got super into politics and like knows everything about every political situation in the world and the history of it. <laughs> like this kid, this kid will come up to you and he'll be like, "What was your favorite empire?" and like. I'll be like, I don't know, the Ottomans, and he'll be like, I like the Byzantines, and then he'll spend like 40 minutes lecturing you about the Byzantine Empire. Like, it's oh this God. kid's just nuts. His goal, is to be president. his goal is to be president of the United States, and he, his plan is to go to Texas and become governor of Texas because it's easier to be president if you have a large ground support base. True. And so he doesn't he doesn't even care about Texas. He just wants to use the people. He's just he's just maniacal, man. He's already, he's that's ready. hilarious. So for his he's, birthday, uh, <laughs> this little this little guy, uh Hearts of Iron Four. Uh, yeah. And um because what he wanted, he asked for it. And I was like, dude, you're you know, one day you're gonna be so- I don't know if you'll be president, but you're gonna be something. I mean, and I wanna mooch the hell off of that. So I'm gonna get, get in close while you're still young. Um so I bought him Hearts of Iron Four. And that kid, uh, not surprisingly, but it's just insane, knows the, si- like, the systems that I would have to YouTube to even begin to scratch, knows them inside and out. And it's been like a nice bonding thing, like all joking aside, you know, he's family, I like to bond with family. Uh, so he likes to explain his game to me. And this dude is just talking about how he's like subverting, he, he loves playing as, as European countries, like I think he likes playing as like um, France or something like that, he just likes being in those places. But he loves destroying America, and like he, uh, 
so he's using propaganda to spread communism so that he can destabilize America <laughs> and then launch an attack from Florida. And he's like slowly building up his munitions and steel reserves. And he's like re- increasing the ga- the price of his exports to to so that his enemies won't have the money to like spend on weapons. And this is all before the war even starts. Like he knows that the war is coming, but the world in the state of the game doesn't know it. So he's completely destabilizing the planet, and then when the war actually starts, he just rolls over everyone because he's been secretly building tanks the whole time. It's just hilarious, man. <laughs> but that kid, Shit. like, he knows he knows to a minute detail every little thing that's happening in his little pretend country at all times. And that's uh, awesome. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just nuts. I wish I had that level of focus nowadays. I just can't do it anymore. Like, I have Hearts of Iron 4, and I played it, and it's pretty fun. Yep. Like, That's what having a day job does to you. you just like, oh, I can't, yeah, I can't it do it. It melts your brain away. True. Uh, which is why, which is why. Oh, wait, one I more. I love games. One, like, one quick one before that one. This is, okay, and then right. we, you guys can, can wax eloquent all just, day. Completely just, just destroyed, just shattered. I, I've been so respectful this whole episode. That was a great segue, and now it's just, been, just I'm sorry. The, I'm the gonna. I'm giving you <laughs> of the episode is destroyed. I'm gonna give I you the stage. I have one real super quick one. Yeah, I, I, you guys go ahead. Well. You know what? Go ahead. Uh, j- just go ahead. Just all go right. Ahead. No, all right. Very quickly. All right, all right. Super Mega Baseball Three. Sick game. Oh, yeah. Baseball games are my favorite sports games. Easily. I haven't played a baseball game this good since like 2006, and that's including the seventy dollar. MLB the show that I bought whatever whatever that was like February or March or something. Yes. This game is so good. If you like baseball games at all, buy it. It's excellent. Super Mega Baseball 3. It has it. A, a cartoony style. Don't let that fool you. It's a very good baseball game. Yeah. Like top notch. Top notch. They've got, you know, all the things you'd want. Season mode, franchise mode, everything. Um, it plays super tightly. Well, sort of super tightly. The difficulty scaling gets a little wonky in the higher difficulties. But outside that, excellent baseball game. Very fun. Highly recommend. Two thumbs way up. Um, what do we got here? Oh, real quick, before we get into La Pièce de Résistance. <laughs> uh, Brigador oh, yeah. is the name of the game. It's called Brigador. Uh, It's a tactical mech action game, top-down isometric. It looks like how you remember PC games from the 90s isometric PC games looking. Uh, It's everything from a technical standpoint. All of their uh, backgrounds are pre-rendered, pre-baked. Uh, it has that very unique look to it. If you know what what, what look I'm talking about, that's like the throughout the entire game. Uh, that goes down to even the the mechs you control. I don't know. It looks super awesome. Uh, it's super fun. I had not heard about it except for uh, what the hell is the name of that channel? Mandalore Gaming. Oh, there I like a, I like Mandalore Gaming. Yeah, I, like he he reviewed this game and I was like, "What the hell was Brigador?" And it, like when he the review started, I was like, "Oh, this game must be really old." But it came out in 2016. It's like really new, and it it's super sweet. It's awesome. Like bite sized levels, super fun, tactical, really fun. Like there's tons <coughs> of different ex- 
mechs to experiment with on all these missions. Uh, highly recommended. If you don't know what that is, uh, just Google it. Take a look. If it's for you, awesome. If not, don't worry about it. I'm looking at the art style right now, and it's, I'm really nostalgic. It's it looks really nostalgic. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. I can't recommend it enough. And I think full price, it's $15. You can get it on sale probably. Oh, actually, it's that. 20 Okay, whatever. That's still, for what you're getting, that's actually a very good deal. There's I'm a lot of I'm adding it to my wish there. list now. I'm launching Steam as we speak. There you go. Excellent game. Can't recommend it enough. So, uh, And now, what you've both been waiting for. Disgaea 6. I just want to talk about uh, uh, just a left curve since you guys talk about game. There's something very interesting uh, to talk about with this game. It's, um, it's not a recommendation. It's just a... Uh, what is this game? Hang on. It's called Disgaea 6. It is the sixth entry... How do I spell it? In the Disgaea series. Uh, D-I-S-G-A-E-A. Yeah. It's a tactical turn-based uh, anime RPG. All right. I've been a fan of them. Uh, been a fan of the series for a little while. Um, so my wife actually bought this one. Shout out to her. Thanks. She did it uh, kind of as a surprise thing uh, to thank me for doing her deliveries for her bakery. Um, and here's what's interesting about this one is that actually... Uh, so a big thing of the series has always been grinding, which is kind of like RPGs in general, right? I'm not going to blow your mind with it. Um, the entire thing about Disgaea is that it's kind of like a um, satire. It's satire is built into it. It's a joke on anime. It's a joke on RPGs. Um, it's not to be taken too seriously. And so what they've done now is because they know grinding is such a huge thing is they've added a auto battle and auto repeat battle. Um, which means that you can turn those things on and it will just blow through the levels over and over and over again and, and level up your characters. And in this one in particular, you know, it's not unusual to get to level 4,000 and do like 100,000 damage. Like, it's all ridiculous. It's supposed to be funny. Um, <laughs> um, but what's weird about that is how enjoyable I actually find it and how kind of a zen it is. Because let's face it, grinding gets boring, right? When you have to repeat the same things over and over again. It is actually really cool in a weird way to just like manage it almost like a, a management simulator. Like just tweak things so that you're min-maxing and then just leave it on your nightstand and walk away. But I don't know how I feel about that because at that point, is it even a game anymore? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So is um, it? Is it? you said it was kind of like a meta thing. Is it meta such that, like, if I don't play a lot of anime games or a lot of Japanese games or a lot of JRPGs, that is, like, the meta-ness or the parody-ness is, would be lost? No, I mean, what I just described is, like, this, this, the, 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 it's very Japanese in its humor. Um, in just the fact that, like, they're constantly making fun of heroes and villains and, and demigods and stuff like that. But, I mean, you can skip the story entirely. I do. Um, what, what I like is the fact that there's jokes built into the system. So, like, uh... You constantly reset your level. So, like, you, you, you grind and you get to, like, level 4,000 and then you go and you kill yourself. And then you can restart your stats higher. So, it's actually, like, true leveling is, like, when you do that. Because then you start at a base strength of, say, 40 instead of a base strength of 20. Mm -hmm. And so, by the time you get back to level 4,000, you're way stronger than you would have been. And you keep doing that over and over again. Um, but I think that's hilarious. I think, and, and the fact that it does literally do it itself... <laughs> 
is uh really funny to me um but that being said like i said i'm not recommending it because then when you actually like they do design levels that you can't just blast your way through you actually have to like move around and teleport and position yourself and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure that the game is fun (laughs) i'm not sure that it's fun when you do that um (laughs) something about the auto battling when when it goes really slow and you actually have to position and all that uh you realize that the characters aren't very interesting and the battle mechanics aren't very interesting so i don't think it's a good game but i'm very curious to explore this future of games that kind of do the tedious and annoying parts for you and then just let you have the endorphin of the victory and I, the serotonin of the victory. Sure. And I was just I curious, mean, does that sound like something that could work for you guys? Or does that sound like at that point you're just paying for a very boring movie? Uh, I would say that stuff has already started a lot I, in the mobile market. True. There's like yeah. auto battlers and shit that you just, all you do Rage, is you pick Shadow start Legends. The, yeah, exactly. You don't do shit. You just like pick whatever your dumb hero is and then you win if you win and you lose if you lose. It's basically like a slot machine. Like that kind of stuff already exists. And uh, I don't know if it's getting more or less popular. I don't ever play them. So who knows? But uh, <coughs> that's definitely, a, there's a market there for that kind of stuff. I don't see the point of it. Like, I'd like to interact with the game I'm playing, and if it's tedious, then I'm not going to play it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that they added that. Like, the sixth game in the franchise. I mean, how long has this been going on, this series? Uh, for years and years and years. It started on PlayStation 2. Mine started on PlayStation really? 1. It's, it's old. Okay. It's been okay. going on so for it's a pretty long old. time. Okay. So that's an interesting choice to make this late in the, the yeah, and that's and, and they changed a few things up. Like, 5 is a lot more fun. They did... Like, I will say that if you played 5 and somebody told you that it was, like, 7, like it was the one that came after the 6, you would believe it. it they, <laughs> they cut a lot of features. And I'm not sure why they did that. I don't know if, like, their budget's hurting or if their company's hurting and on the way out. I don't know. Who um, developed it, you know? INS or NIS Nipponichi software is that what it's called? They're fairly famous. They do a few RPG type things. I'm trying to remember what that. They're bigger. They're a big Japan Japanese. Company. That sounds familiar, but I don't know what else they've done. Um, but like I said, I like it's not a recommendation. I don't know that I like it. I do know that I I frequently in my life I'm like, man, I I kind of wanna work out and I kind of want to play video games or I kind of want to, you know, work on my book and I want to play video games or, you know, I, I want to play with Mercy or my daughter, but I also want to play video games. And there's something very fitting for my lifestyle about a game that requires very minimal <laughs> interaction. Sure. Yeah. But like I get I said, that. I don't know. That I sense. don't know if it's good or not. I, I'm not sure how to feel about it. It's like, feels like a very natural evolution. I didn't know that this was happening on, on mobile games. I don't play any mobile games. Same. Um, but it's an experience not like one I've ever had before. Like, I won't lie, I have it running off to my side right now, and I'm watching my little guys level up. <laughs> and uh, I, don't, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't think that I would buy another game like this. But hey, if it's here. Yeah, I mean, but it's already here, you know? <laughs> All right. Yeah, interesting. Um, I guess we can get into the meat this yeah, so I bought, I bought two games during the Steam Summer Sale that I'd been looking at for a long time. Uh, Loop Hero, which I have yet to turn on. I, I hear it's very good. I'm excited to try it one day. Uh, and then Monster Train, which again, I don't understand why the best games have to have the stupidest names. Because like, for example, if my dad's like, 
trying well, to relate literal. to me. If he's trying to relate to me, he's like, what are you, what, what game are you playing these days? And I say, Monster Train! And I sound like the autistic 12-year-old that he secretly hated for years, you know? And, uh, but Monster Train is very good. It's a deck builder, rogue, is it roguelite or roguelike? I always roguelite. Light. There's okay, progression that I, carries over. Yes. Um, in my opinion, it is the perfect video game. Um, I've talked many times about how I don't need a plot. <laughs> I don't need you to try to share with me your views on the human condition. I don't need to romance a character and have an awkward 30 FPS sex scene. Just give me a game that the system is fun and constantly growing and is way deeper than it appears. Very simple to get into, but very, you know, that low floor and high skill ceiling. And yeah. uh, Monster Train is, to my knowledge, the best version of, of the manifestation of that philosophy that I've seen in a very long time. I spoke a lot about Into the Breach. We talked about it again, mm. I think, last episode. Yep. And yeah, yeah. Uh, this, it, 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 this is like the same thing. It's a game that you turn on, you instantly kind of know what you're doing, but then as you get deeper and deeper into it, you realize just how much you can play with the systems to change your entire play style. And I, I can't stop playing it. It's kept me like it's kept me up late every yeah. night when I usually go to bed. I play a few hands of a uh, monster train. So, real quick, uh, listeners, this is cursed knowledge you're hearing. What we're imparting upon you is actually a curse. So <laughs> Sam brought this game up, and I had seen like ads for it and stuff on Steam, and I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of interesting." So I asked, is it any good? And then Sam's like, oh, it's excellent. But be warned, when you buy it, you're not going to want to play anything else. And you'll play it constantly. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I, I'm not really susceptible to that kind of thing, surely. <coughs> but goddamn, funny enough, I picked it up and I have played 13 hours already. <laughs> <laughs> that good. I don't huh? even know how that's possible. There's like when you play it, something, or at least in my brain, just clicked immediately. Yep. Where it's just like, this is really good. Everything's super tight. I like the art style. Uh, again, like the story, whatever. Oh it's just my the god! The gameplay of it is so magnificent and Dude. tight. All the mechanics are so well thought out. It's amazing. You said how long you've played it. I complain all the time that I don't have any time to play video games. It's like a recurring thing to the point where I try not to even <laughs> say it anymore because I've said too much. Go on. I have had Monster Train for maybe two weeks. I have played it 32.8 hours. Yes. Excellent. But, wow. so, just from a, a layman standpoint, <laughs> I mean, this is only my second or third day with it, basically. Um, if you've played Magic the Gathering, you should, there are twinges of that in this game uh basically there's different clans you can choose from they're all different colors same as in magic and they all specialize in very similar things to what you would find in a magic the gathering kind of uh game so like you, you know red is dps you know high damage just dealing direct damage type of thing you got blue who's like spell casting and like Shifting things around, adding stacks of damage over time, all that kind of stuff. Then you got green, which is like the growth snowballing clan, and uh, yeah, it's it's actually 
unreal how interesting each different clan is and how different they feel from each other uh, in this game. Like, the mechanics are so tight and so solid. I can't praise it enough. It's like a master class in, like, um, experimentation with all these different units. Yeah, it's, it's very rewarding. And there's always, no matter what you try, there's something to learn from it. Yeah, um, and, and every combination has some viability to it, which is yep. amazing and very hard to do. Like, uh, you can combine any... But basically, you have a primary clan where you get, like, most of your units and spells and stuff, and then you have the sub-clan that, like, provides support and stuff. You can use any different clan as uh, primary or support, and each combination kind of changes the way you play the game a little bit. Uh, progressing through it, you get, like, all these randomized items and stuff. Uh, it has like a very roguelike nature to it, mm -hmm. but um, but the best part is the game wants you to make the most broken uh, combination you can. Like it yeah, encourages you to you. make it break. It's rooting. It it does not in any way, shape, or form want you to lose. It wants you to find a way to, like you said, break it. And that's what's a lot of fun is when you do. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Super awesome. Having played it now these past couple of days, I can't recommend it enough. I paid full price for it, and I don't feel bad about that at all. It was, I missed it right at the... <laughs> I missed the sale by, like, two days, I think. So I found out about this game because I loved Slay the Spire, which was my previous favorite, mm. like, deck builder. Um, so I literally Googled, because I'd played, I've played Slay the Spire to death. Uh, through two iterations. I played it to death, then I took a break from it. I came back, like, a year later, I played it to death Man, again. this is so... <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and uh, so the way I found it was I just Googled games like Slay the Spire. Monster Train was one of the first ones that came up. And so I had it on my wish list because, I mean, I, I try not to buy games for my computer um, because I, I want to be productive when I'm on my computer and I don't like having distractions on it. But it came up for sale for like 12 bucks, and I'd been, you know, flirting with it from across the bar for years or however long it's been out. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I think at least two years. And uh, so I, I, I took the plunge and I bought it. And it really was one of those games where just like I clicked on it, I pressed play and uh, have not really stopped. And truly, uh, Slay the Spire walked so that Monster Train can run. One of the best things it does is not, not only do you combine the, the different classes, which there are many of, there are like six classes, five classes, so there's endless combinations you can play yeah, with. Yeah, I think there's six. Think there's also six. the three decks, which means you have to strategize about where you're putting your people and depending on which your main champion is and all that completely changes your style about it. Decks meaning floors of this train you're on, not yeah. like card deck. Yeah, sorry. And uh, it's, it's just, so there's just, enough, there's, it, there's just enough strategy and just enough experimentation that there's always something to be trying and doing differently that you can't get. There's no like, the problem with a lot of these games is you figure out the way that works and then you just break it and you do that over and over again. Um, this game has a way of like seducing you into always wanting to shake up what you're doing and try something different because yeah. like Tom said, there's always a way to break it with every combination group artifact, whatever. So you never like, you never get into that stale pattern of, Oh, I'm just going to keep doing this one way that works and win every time because it genuinely is fun. No matter what it's fun, even when you, and lose. you do, like once you beat it in one with one combination, you don't really need to do it again because you've already done it. Like it's, there's not really a reward for repeat uh, playing with the same combination or anything like that. 
Also worth noting, for each of these, I think it's six faction, there's two heroes per. So effectively 12 different uh, card sets to a degree. I mean, there's some shared cards, but like, there's a lot of variety here. Um, I haven't even finished collecting or at least playing as every possible uh, I guess clan hero I guess they're called or whatever um, but they each it, the thing that gets me is like they each play so vastly different from each other and the different combinations change that completely per run and but it doesn't ever feel like something was half-baked or not thought through uh, all the way it's very, very excellent, like technical execution. Hugely impressive. Corey, I understand that you're kind of on the fence. You're, you're, you have two games, and you're trying to decide yeah, which well, one you want to play. Yeah, well, I was gonna say it's interesting because I have there's another person who's super into deck builders, whose opinion on games I also trust, and he says the opposite thing as you. He's like, no, Slay the Spire is a better game. Uh, if you want to try a game like Monster Train, buy Slay the Spire, and you say the exact opposite. Uh, and then there's also another one I want to try called Rogue Book. Uh, that game looks pretty cool. So what I was going to do, I was going to do like a, a deck builder like Battle Royale where I buy both and then whichever one I don't like more, I return the other one. But now that was going to be with Rogue Book and Monster Train. But now I think I might do it with Slay the Spire. And we'll we'll play it out and see which one I like more. Yeah, All right, cool. I'd be very curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, Slay the Spire is an excellent game. Um, also, I'm, I've never, I don't think I've ever played a deck build. Maybe artifact counts. But uh, that's, yeah, I, I was gonna say like, well, actually, you finish your thought, and then I'll, I'll jump. Yeah, in. I guess at at the very maybe I can't say I've never played one. I've never, I've never like gotten really into one, or it's not a genre that I like seek out or have been into in the past or anything. Um, but I like cool games, so yeah, I'll check it out and I'll I'll report back with my thoughts. And one of them's getting right refunded. All right, I'd be very curious. I because I can't imagine going into both of those games cold. I'm very interested to see which one you end up liking more. Okay. Because I by the time I got Monster Train, of course it's new and it's shiny, and I'd played Slay the Spire for probably probably at least fifty hours, sixty hours, a hundred hours. I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. They're both top tier games i think you'll like no matter what you'll be happy it's a (laughs) win-win um i guess for anybody listening the way it seems to me anyway and i've i've played a number of like deck builders slash uh just card games in general over the years it's almost as if you had artifact and hearthstone and Slay the Spire with a little influence from Magic the Gathering all rolled into one game. And that sounds like it would be a complete mess, but uh, they execute it very well. It's like Artifact in the sense that you're managing three levels during each uh, battle. So it's kind of like the three-lane setup that Artifact had. Hearthstone very much in the art style, and like the, the, uh, the they're very good at the... Uh, satisfying animations and deployments and all that stuff it kind of has that look to it Mm -hmm. uh it's slay the spire because it's like a deck builder roguelike obviously and then it's magic because each of the clans their colors seem to align 
pretty closely with magic. There's a couple that are a little deviated from it, but green, blue, and red are definitely like exactly how they would appear in like a Magic the Gathering deck. So if that is appealing to you at all, in any way, I would recommend trying it. You know, what I, the what nice I like thing about, about is that, Steam uh, is you can buy life, it and then refund it. You see old men it. in the park playing chess or backgammon or whatever, and they just are happy <laughs> to do it over and over and yeah. over and over again. Um, I found, I think, my park game. I think that when I am older and grayer and in my, my twilight years, you'll see me in the park playing Monster Train over and over and over again while I feed the ducks with uh, what go, I think is buddy. bread, but is actually uh, the flakes of skin from my decaying body. <laughs> anyway all right so we've bothered the audience enough with video games how about we yep. move on to is um, it uh is it crust in the wind time this is some dead air are you guys still there yeah, yeah what's up here. can you hear us mm, nope something well happened. that explains why he was talking over you before or you're both i guess yeah so. he's just like sort of talking randomly i, I can't <laughs> hear you guys at all can you hear me we can hear you can you hear us Now I have a reason to listen to the episode. Yeah, I've got headphones squared <laughs> away now. Thank you All for right, your cool. patience. No, we're good. Yeah, no problem. No problem. All right. Uh, just pick it up. Uh, what are we doing? Like Crest of the Wind now? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, let's get into Crest of the Wind. Roll the theme song here. I close my ears These bands all had a moment And that moment's gone All these songs Passed before their ears to mediocrity Crust in the wind All they are is crust in the wind all right, we're back. Um, let's go yes. around. Let's give it. Let's rate it. Rate it, everybody. Oh, rate hang it. on, we got okay. it. We listened to uh, Chevelle's latest album, Chevelle of what's their song again, Sam? I don't remember. The red. Oh, uh, seeing red again. Yeah, the red. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, Fame. They released a, an album called Nariatas. I a concept album. It's a concept, a sci- science fiction concept album. Um, who wants to kick things off? Let's just rate it. Go ahead, rate it. Okay, I'm going to give it a three out of ten. Oh, wow. I don't like it. I didn't like it one bit, actually. Sam? Oh, I'm going to give it a one. Damn! One out of ten. I hated it. I hated it, hated it. I'm going to give it a six. What? Unironically. Yeah. I'll Did own you it. listen to I it? I listened to it. All right. Listen to it right. three times or twice. It was like two and a half. I, I, went, I went back to a couple. Yeah. The only reason it, it gets a three for me is because it was at least competently produced. It's the same thing with the Trapped album. Like it was. Oh, that's why it didn't get a zero. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think the first half of it is actually decent. I think the first half of the uh, album is like a seven. The first half is the good half. And I think the second half is like a three. That's what I. That's right, my hot. Okay. I think say, um, there's at least two songs. This is a hot. Here's a, I'll be confrontational here. There's at least two songs that I could have sent to you 
with no branding, no band or song names or whatever, and been like, hey, check out this new Muse single, and you would have been like, cool. I, that's what I think. I don't think so. I don't think so. I also I, don't think so. I think I would have been able to tell the difference. It's, it is questionably bad. Uh, I, it was actually so bad, I, could, I got about halfway through the album, I had, didn't finish it. I'm not going to. I have no desire to. It does nothing for me. It's not as stupidly robotic as the Trapped album was, but it is completely uninspired. The vocalist is grating. That's true. He just a terrible vocalist. The lyrics are also awful. He's got a range it's, when he goes above, like I don't know. So I'm I'm not a I'm not I'm on the yeah, way I'm not a music, so I don't know what note or whatever. But fucking yeah, that guy he hits a point where everything above that is like glass shaking. He's just a whiny <laughs> punk voice, is what yep. he has, and it's awful. It doesn't fit. It sticks out like a sore thumb in the music. The guitar work is completely uninspired. Just the most generic riffs repeated endlessly for each song. Uh, yeah, I did not enjoy it one bit. I li- and I was I, rooting uh, for it. A concept album? I, I, you know, that's, that's, it gets, I literally gave it a pity point because I loved the idea of a sci-fi uh concept album like i was down and like chevelle was huge like let, this is another band that let's not pretend like they were not stratospherically gigantic um back in their heyday and i was rooting for them i was like cool sci-fi I, I put it on and i got started and uh the opening riff is just like an instrumental and yep. i barely know guitar uh barely I, i'm a bass player i don't i don't need to do chords i don't need to do any of that um i could play that instrumental <laughs> It was so uninspired and simplistic and not uncreative and just paint by the numbers. And it leads directly into a song that's just uh, honest to God. If I tried to sing any of it, this is all I heard going back. (laughs) And that just goes on for song after song after song. And then every once in a while, they'll throw the lamest little like guitar solo or instrumental thing in there. That's like four, four count. And it's all just noise. It's all just whiny, uh, unredeemable, awful noise. And I don't, uh, Corey. I wish that we could go back in time and we could live your experiment where you sent me a song without context, and I might have liked it. Um, I hated it so much by the time I got to the fourth song that there was no coming back from it. It literally gets a pity point because I love the fact that a band that was that big is still trying new things and is following their passion and did a sci-fi concept album, but it is unlistenable to me all right but before i say anything i want to i have a, a question why does every single band who does a concept album this is like i like prog music so i listen to like a disproportionate number of concept albums. they all do this why are there just like random ambient noise songs sprinkled throughout you know what I'm talking about? It's, We're like, it's, they're trying to make it a more of an experiential <coughs> like almost cinematic thing where it's like I think, for especially for prog bands, they're imagining you sitting down in a dark room with your eyes closed, just listening to the music. Okay, yeah, that's. I, I mean, that's probably why. You, yeah, they're trying to bring you into something so they can make the next song or whatever stick out more, have more of an impact. Or at least to they it. have the courtesy 
of making it its own song that you can skip because nothing pisses yes. me off more. And uh, uh, oh, damn, a lot of bands that write songs that like wind up being music videos and stuff do this, where like the first like thirty seconds or even like a minute of the song is like some kind some of some bullshit video intro, yeah, or like some yeah. kind of ambient whatever, and it's like. It's especially bad if you like the song because it's just unlistenable from then on. Like, what are you just gonna be in the car? You like put it on a playlist and the song comes on and you have to like listen to Can't it. Can't wait for to a- listen to my favorite song in thirty seconds. <laughs> Awful. Anyways, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't think it was a great album or even really good. Uh, it was listenable. I there were parts like I said in the in the group chat. It's like I was driving around. I I noticed at some points that I was not in my head. I was into it. There were there were some parts that I liked. Uh, it wasn't. I almost wonder if because prog rock is is. I'm not exaggerating when I say that it's like your favorite genre. No, right? not at all. Okay, so I almost wonder if your background in prog like let you gave you a window into the album that my smooth brain doesn't have no nah, i mean th- um, i would never no. i would never voluntarily I, I listen to a lot of prog too this is not i would never that. be like damn i'm gonna listen to some uh Neritas today like <laughs> no i mean i'm just saying uh as someone who had to listen to it for a segment it was okay that's that's my at least to me it was okay I um uh, at least okay. I gotta say I'll, I'll requalify it. The first half was okay. I think in the second half it was all pretty. The second half was kind of trapped tier, uh, in terms of like creativity. But the first half I, I think was decent. I love the idea of concept albums. I think concept albums are some of the most exciting like things you can do, um, in music. Every time a band that I like says they're doing a concept album, I get hyped. Mm-hmm. Um. This is gonna. This is gonna. It's, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, and it's something that I don't. Again, I don't know if I'm just a smooth brain. Feel free to nail me to the wall and say you're just too dumb for it. What What's the point in doing a concept album if you're not going to have a clear story or plot or anything through the entire thing? Like American Idiot by Green Day is like the most prestigious concept album of the last, like widely and and, and accessible and and well known concept album of the like the last 20 years right it's the one that everybody knows mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's the best but it's one that everybody knows um what the hell is the story to american idiot yeah there's a guy named saint jimmy there's a guy named the jesus of suburbia and what's her name and you get the idea that they have some adventures and then they go their separate ways but what is it actually about and i've you listened don't to some, want to be an american idiot. <laughs> i've listened to some dream theater i've listened to some dream theater concept albums mm-hmm. Um, and, and, oh god the bad and, one uh, ah yeah and uh how music makes me feel you get the idea that like it's about a guy going you know being um hypnotized and going into his dreams or something yeah, but what's yeah, it actually about yep. what's it about I think what's that it was about metro right mm-hmm. what's the plot metropolis what what what's, what's the I, plot I, do you want why, me to tell you the a, plot of metropolis I know i'll the, do it i i know the plot of the astonishing too uh i feel like there was another m- famous metal band that came back and did one like, like I want to call it Pork Chop, but I know that's not right. I could see pork, the album cover. But my like favorite band. In ro- <laughs> pork Chop. <laughs> it's like covered in robot. It's like a robotic future city. And it's about how like music is and art's been outlawed, but they make. Oh, yeah. That's the other Dream Theater one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that Dream yeah. Theater? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pork no. Chop. Fucking <laughs> Pork Chop. Chop. Oh, my God. John Petrucci of Pork Chop fame. <laughs> 
No, he was in the lamb chops. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the uh, the church Bible uh, Sunday school mm-hmm. VHS tapes. It's just John Petrucci with a little <laughs> lamb sock puppet. See now, a good concept album, like say, oh, I don't know, uh, 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 Good Kid, Mad City, just off the top of my head. That album sucks, and you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know exactly what that's about. A guy gets seduced by a girl to the to the to the the gang infested side of town. And gets beat the beat the shit out of him. Gets the shit beat out of him because he's not repping right. And uh, that was the widest way that's ever been said. Not uh, repping right. He's not repping correct. He did not st- step correct. Um, and then him and his bros go on like a, a journey of revenge back and before they save their souls by turning away from violence. And it's that is you can understand that your first listen through. Um, and I just, I, if you're going to do a concept album, people that are much more rich and successful than me, <laughs> please have a beginning, middle, and please have a beginning, middle, and end. Please have a story. Don't just have like a word that you reuse sometimes, like sensitize, and think that that ties together your concept album. True. True. Okay. I think um, uh, that to me off about the Chevelle album because there was no story. True. Yeah. To, to just put some space on the cover, and you're like, it's a concept. The album. thing that no. I like about concept albums or good ones, at least, it's not about like the consistent still like lyrical themes throughout i like um i like the ones that have consistent musical themes where there's like some motifs that like movement yeah that like come back in a bunch of like different and interesting way like that that's the like when i think of a good concept album like that's the kind of thing that i'm thinking of um or like all the ones the best yeah concept album i've ever heard true i fucking love that album yeah the who killed it good job i agree top tier but yeah, I yeah, I appreciate that too. Like the thing I guess particularly with that with Tommy is they had an overture, mm-hmm. right? So like they they introduce all of the movements up front and they're like it's basically like keep an ear out, you're going to hear this again and it's you're going to understand what in context this means with in the greater scope of the project, yeah. which is excellent, excellent stuff. Uh not everybody does that. They they did that with the astonishing actually. And, and like, Metropolis Say what you will about the story. It's like it's uh, the astonishing is cringe. Yeah, cringe is actually that's the only word I can think of. (laughs) But like, there's some banging tunes on there if you just ignore the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Um, But Metropolis is I I think it's my favorite album of all time. Metropolis, just me. Seeing that live was amazing. Except for like the the meth head lady who wouldn't sit down. Yeah, you know. Can I just say that I don't feel bad because I I'm actually remembering Dream Theater in my head now, and the singer does sound like he'd be in a band called Pork Chop. (laughs) He does kind of look (laughs) like a pork chop, like James Lebron. I I think I would love Dream. I think Dream Theater would be my favorite band if they just had better vocals. I think I've said that before. I don't think that's a yeah. I don't think that's a hot take. That's fair. That's totally I'll I'll take that on the chin. I like Dream Theater in spite of the vocal. (laughs) Every pretty much everybody who does does. Yeah. You gotta power through them. Uh all this to say, this Chevelle album doesn't have any of the things I like in a concept album. Literally not one thing. Like it just feels like a disjointed mess. That sounds awful. Yeah. And it feels like false advertising. Like I was promised a fun space adventure. I, I was promised a sound about it. Yeah, like, I mean there was not one. There were no consistent musical or lyrical themes. <laughs> That's definitely true. And like, I we we all used to play music together, right? Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. were in a band. We've talked about this a thousand times. Um, 
one thing we always kind of cling to is the importance of a hook or something memorable yep that you can go back to uh this album has none there's nothing that i sing to myself or like think about from time to time there's nothing about it i remember except for i'm on my way to mars with the most cringe, <laughs> awful piece of shit vocals i've ever heard i'm on my way to mars yeah i'm on my way to mars fuck this album <laughs> fuck chevelle for wasting my time uh and that's all I have to say about that in the words I, of Forrest Gump. I'm going to say this. I hated this album so much that I didn't even bother to like look up the band and see what they're up to these days. Like I they no, they no, literally yeah, they, they plummeted me from vaguely interested to being an anti fan. Like I will never like, listen to we, this. We stumbled again. onto something glorious with Trapped. True. Well, but. you know, I there is something to say about it. Uh this as far as I guess so far, we haven't gone too far into this segment. Uh, but I suspect that this will be true for pretty much all the bands, compared to all the bands that are list. This was pretty successful for a Crust in the Wind album. That's true. Uh, they peaked, on Wikipedia they page. peaked number one on Rock, Hard Rock, and the Alternative Billboard lists, and number nine on the Billboard 200 overall. When the LP came out, it was this, number one. This album? Yeah, when the LP came out, before the full album, it was number one on the Billboard 200. What? Yep. No. Mm -hmm. True fact. This album made them money? Uh, it's funny you say that, Sam, because I read an interview on Loudwire where the frontman, Pete uh, Loeffler? Loeffler? Loeffler. I can't read. Pete Loeffler uh, said that despite in their career selling over six and a half million albums, they have never made any money off of it. <laughs> All the money went back to the label. He blames this on signing That's, a bad contract early in his career. That will get you. That's how they get yep. you. That's they're designed. His, his to brother make Sam, who's the drummer, uh, later clarified that they had done quite well in other parts of the business, like touring and merch and stuff. But uh, clarified, like because people were asking about it, apparently, uh, that it's not an exaggeration to say they've never made a penny selling an album, which is unfortunate. This is. This is why That's, record companies are dying How do you sign a deal now. that bad? That's a real bad... Well, you don't even need record companies anymore. That's another yeah, antiquated yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck them. Um, fuck them. They, should, they shouldn't exist anymore. That's like Snoop Dogg was recently made like the president of operations at Def Jam Records. Like, okay, clearly they, they don't care anymore. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't like the Snoop D-O-double-G? I, I absolutely love Snoop Dogg. You don't Snoop trust Dogg. Snoop Dogg's razor-sharp business of acumen? <laughs> Yeah. I'm not. I, I wouldn't let Snoop Dogg balance my checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? like, uh, Let's call this Dev Lion Records. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that joke. I think most people do. Oh man. So yeah, that's it. No, that's I'm special. I'm special and smart and intelligent. I would call it mediocre. Uh, I'd call it bad. Yep. Very bad. Very very bad. A failure. And that's that, ladies and gentlemen, has been crushed in the wind. Um. Oh, see, what are we what doing? We got a couple other top topics we have. Oh, I get. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. We should. Uh, what's the next? Yeah, hang on. Let me get the list up. Do you got the list? Uh, I do have the list. The next one. <laughs> oh God. boys! I oh no! Do you see it, Tom? I don't have it. But I'm <laughs> it is the album. Is the space between the shadows by Scott Stapp? It's his solo album. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Oh yes! 
All right, I'm ready. After the Marlins will soar. This. Oh I'm, my God. I'm fully. I'm fully. This one's. This right is going to be a doozy, boys. Uh, <laughs> Watch this turn out to be the best album we've ever heard in our lives. Uh. All right. I'm. Uh, JK. I'm getting it right now. Well, we'll give it on. Well, you know, we'll give it a, an honest try. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all we can offer is uh, our honest attempt to listen to these. That's the point of this segment. We're going in with an open mind. I want to be surprised by these bands. And you know what? I was surprised by Power Man 5000. Yeah, Power Man 5000 was a win. I still I still listen to that album. Yeah, it's great. That, there's bangers on that album Fantastic. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've seen a couple of topics we didn't cover yet. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Uh, Sam, you had a couple, if I may segue to you. This yeah, one being a firefighter adventure. Care to? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Is the energy good when I tell these stories kind of near the end of the podcast? Because I never want to like jam. Go them no, in. go for like, it. My heart's not broken if I don't. All right. It leads to good um, riffing, I think. Audience, leave a comment, <laughs> okay. like, subscribe, ring that fucking bell. <laughs> so I got a call the other night at about 10 p.m. and uh, it was this alarm company, and there, I just love it. it you know. Somebody that English was not their first language. And I'm not going to, you know, we've learned that you don't impersonate accents, but you'll just have, you'll, everybody knows the kind of accent I'm talking about when I say what do a you phone mean, company. Sam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny because it's says your true. fire alarm, that your fire alarm's going off at, at your building. And I'm like, okay. They're like, hey, is your building okay? And I was like, I don't live there. <laughs> it's 10 p.m. I don't like live atop a hill with a spyglass to, to look upon my building to know how it's doing. <laughs> Um, so they're like, well, you better go check on it, and and you know what you'll be driving. Let's tell the fire department. Um, so I get Wait, there, and so I, you know, I'm looking for. I, I'm sorry, I need to clarify. I don't mean to interrupt. This is actually it's your sure. problem if the building's on fire. Oh yeah, yeah. I do. I uh, in my current position at my current job, which I will not specify much farther than that. Yeah. I I do logistics. I do the business side. I do the hiring, the firing, okay. the clinical side, the 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 business side at the front I register like everything. okay it just seemed um, weird there, I want to make sure it just seemed weird yeah if anything happens at that building it's weird. <laughs> damn <laughs> okay yeah go ahead that's just that's just the way it is um so I get so I'm driving there and I'm looking for huge plumes of smoke and all I'm thinking is how excited my crew is going to be if I call them and tell them the building's burned down <laughs> there's going to be celebrations <laughs> in the street <laughs> um but of course there's not and I'm I'm happy about that because I actually like my job a lot. Um, so I get there, and uh, the cleaning lady's like, oh, I was just up here minding my own business, and so the fire alarm went off, and I'm like, okay. So I, uh, the fire, there's, a, there's one singular firefighter there. We're trying to figure out how to get the alarm to shut off, and there's this little box. You know, the little, the, you know how you push down on an alarm, and it goes off, that classic thing that everybody has. The little has. red thing on the wall, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the handle. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah, we we're trying to reset it, and you'd think if anybody would have the key to reset this thing and be a firefighter, but I guess they don't. Um, so we spent probably an hour looking for this key. Wait, this isn't that box. the guy in the phone's job to help you turn the alarm off? Huh? Oh, I called them too, and and they didn't. It, I needed a key, and apparently the building, you know, the place has been open for five plus years now, <laughs> and apparently we should know where this key is. Uh. Uh, and there's this. The best part about it is there's this this box. The first called knock box, knock box, and I, I'm pretty sure every oh, business yeah. has one. There's there's specifically for the fire department, so they can open it up and get into a building if it's on fire and, and rescue people and everything like that. And this firefighter who is like the, you know the the manager of his shift, like he's clearly you know ranking, 
who was an awesome guy, by the way. I had a lot of fun with him. Um, his key didn't work to that box. So I'm like, dude, what are you going to do? Like, if there's actually an emergency. So we had to call another people. They get in the box. Of course, the key's not in there. <laughs> We're looking everywhere. I'm giving this dude, you know, he's a firefighter. And I guess, like, the only thing I know about firefighters is that they're badass. Like, I still have that childhood opinion. Like, I'm like, firefighters are just dope as hell and know everything. Um, so I'm like giving him like paper clips and I'm like telling him to pick the lock of this little box and the dude's <laughs> game to try it. Like I said, he was a cool dude. He's sitting there skyrimming the hell out of it. <laughs> and if I can find two little things, I've given it to him and I'm just like, try this. <laughs> and uh, Of course, it's not working. He Googles it finally. And keep in mind, we can't leave because we can't, you know, until the alarm's off. And he's like, oh, he's like, so this Google says that you could just pull the top off, the, the front off of it, and reset it that way. He's like, but, you know, I can't break your equipment. And so I'm like, oh, words? So I walk over and I rip the face <laughs> off of it. That must have been and satisfying until, actually. Oh, it was very nice to do. <laughs> so I flip it back, and I clip it back on and everything like that. And he's like, uh, what are you going to do? Like, is that broken now? I was like, I don't know. I was like, either way, I was putting in a ticket tomorrow. Either I was staying up all night and putting in a ticket, you know, for a key that we're never going to find, or I was going to put in a ticket to fix the face of my little alarm. Um, but he ended up like asking if maybe we could hang out sometime. And I think I made a friend with a firefighter. <laughs> so, That's awesome. So that, that was my adventure with the... That was I put that in the chat as something to maybe talk about right after that happened because it was just such, such a wacky like thing, um, but yeah, firefighters are pretty dope. I, I just love the fact that like that dude was down to try anything. I, I think at one point I gave him a thumbtack and the bristles of like a, a strong like painting brush, and I was like, I don't know, can you pick a lock with this? And he's like, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he's a cool dude. Way to go, uh, <laughs> Cloquet Fire Department? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell well, yeah. they got the job done. Yeah. What, what time was it by the time you finally got out of there? Oh, like 11.30. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Yet. But that was, so the other thing that was, that was coming from that, that like, I think I was going to branch into if we needed to vamp for time, was how weird it is, like, almost kind of making a friend at this age. Like, you kind of vibe with somebody, and it's almost like dating back in the day. You're like... Uh, you know, like if I ever saw you again and maybe we hung out, it wouldn't suck. And it's like, yeah. I guess that's true. There comes the part where like you need to exchange a number or something. And like, I don't know if it's just here in the North where we're, we're all emotionally repressed, but like nobody wants to make that mm -hmm. move. <laughs> yeah, man, what if we just both happen to be at the same place one day? That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that would, that uh, would be not cringe. <laughs> you me at a bar, you could like say hi or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, do you like beer? I don't know. I, I like beer. Have you ever had a beer? Maybe with somebody that you just could met? be me. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't have to be. Maybe, maybe a con just maybe have we'll a conversation. Say hypothetically, we went out for a beer. Would that be <laughs> cool? Would you yeah. be cool with that? I would say hypothetically, for wish? the sake of argument, you and I. Yeah. Let's say <laughs> we got we have a beer. The leftist media is portraying us as homosexuals, as they would always do. Oh, speaking of of uh, Ben Shapiro, I have a new favorite thing to do. Oh, we right. brought up a million years ago in the early days of uh, the podcast that it was fun to put us on slow-mo because we sounded super trash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> put Ben Shapiro on slow-mo. Listen to Let's Ben Shapiro say. on slow-mo. I'm doing it right. Hang on. This is live content. Sounds, I'm doing it right now. He sounds like your drunk uncle like who won't stop. Sh shut up about how, politics. How slow? Like half speed, quarter speed? What are we doing? 
I think I, I started at half speed and I think I went to quarter speed. It's no matter what, it's genuinely hilarious. It's so funny. Please report back when you have a moment. I will report back. I, I didn't know if he was playing it for us. Or no, if was, I don't. I, I, I'm terrible. I all can't hear. route it. Oh. I'm dumb. Oh, on, okay. a, on a my other computer, I could easily, but I can't here. Piece of shit. Oh, no worries. I just didn't know if we were expecting it or not. Yeah, I, I uh, cause I still listen. I, I listen to more conservative podcasts than I do uh, Democratic, just because I like to expand my views and make sure that I'm informed in my opinions <laughs> um, dude why is this so <laughs> funny it's always I funny told you it's so funny people dude. on slow <laughs> i had the idea man it's i never think to do this I, I listen to like youtube videos and stuff on like 1.25 or 1.5 a lot i do that all the time just because like and I, you know i work yeah, from home i have videos on in the background a lot of times so i just like to get through them I never, I never go slower than real time. I always, I only go the other. I need to do this more. This is so fun, and, yeah. and it doesn't get old either. It's always no. funny. I laugh every time I do it because now whenever I put on Ben Shapiro, I have to put him on like half speed for a while. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, let's just say for the sake of argument. Okay, I, this is. I'm just gonna post this here. This is a top tier clip to do it on. Go to like, go to thirty right. seconds and just do it. <laughs> All <right>. Okay. <laughs> All right. One second. Uh, this is. Yeah, wait, thirty what? seconds exactly, and go to point five. Okay. There we go. Uh, one sec. One sec. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Playback speed. Fifty percent. <laughs> 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 Political conversation. <laughs> this is excellent. Everybody, listen to this podcast. Oh my god! It's, press zero. Go all the way to the. Piers Morgan sounds like he's a, a, a like half his face is anesthetized. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm so I know this is an audio pod. Like other people can't hear this, but oh my god, this is so funny. This is gonna have to, yeah. you're, you're gonna have to cut all this out, but this is really funny. Yeah, it is. The dead kids. Of course, we don't like dead kids. Political conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've been doing this a lot, and I crack up whenever I'm driving around around my bike or whatever. And I've laughed. That's funny. Was, hysterically. Yeah. This is. Oh, we got nil away. From you. <laughs> we got nil away. From you. There's a callback. <laughs> All right, it's time. Um, it's what time. did we learn? I have something. Oh, you, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Go, first. go ahead. For what did I? I oh, mean, I think I meant different topic. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. I learned if you want to get to a woman's heart, you must first admit the earth is flat. Mm, that's a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. I wrote it down. I learned <laughs> that the best way to get Sam to remember any kind of band is to associate it with a cut of meat. <laughs> that was mine. Yeah, oh no! <laughs> you stole mine. Mine was gonna be a pork chop. <laughs> Sam, why don't you go ahead? Uh, what did you learn today? I learned today that I can hear my heart 
in the aftermath of a joke that I think is bombed for 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. That's, what I, that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. I learned that there's a quiet real deep that you can go to if you think that a joke is bombed so bad that your buddies just shut up for 30 seconds you know, after You retreat into your You know shell. how, like, people, um, people who've, like... Go into caves or like sea dive or whatever. They talk about how like there's a level of black that's blacker than any 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 dark you've ever experienced. You know what I'm talking about? It's like that, but like Sam yeah. Sam experienced that, but silence. <laughs> it was like a silence quieter than anything any of us have ever. Heard. <laughs> I seriously, I was like, come on, you douchebags! Like, change the subject. I get it. You don't like the joke. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right, well, All right. thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this, tell a friend. If you don't, I'll find you, and I will kill you in slow motion, just like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I don't want to sound too much like uh, one of those televangelists, but our views are down, and that means that the enemy is at the gate, <laughs> and the enemy doesn't want us to be a successful podcast. You but know I'd... who doesn't want to succeed? <laughs> the liberal-run media. You understand what I'm saying? You get out there and you protest and you give us money, okay? Okay? <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh, yeah, but... Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, I guess we're ending. Bye. <laughs>